Welcome to the Seabag Podcast, episode 16 with Brian and Micah. And today, what we were discussing in our pre-show notes is that we are going to kind of tie together some of the concepts and some of the things that we've talked about in previous episodes and um, bring them all together in just kind of this one show that we're going to kind of loosely title Coping with Stress. And in the past... uh, week, week and a half, I've been out in Washington state on a hunting trip and kind of had some thoughts coming back from that trip. And Micah had some thoughts on some of the stuff that he uses to cope with stress. And so we're just going to kind of tie everything together. And, um, hopefully this will be a little bit of a informational show for some of you guys and, and maybe some, maybe some of the stuff that we use other people would like to try or, or, um, if not, then it's just uh, you know another uh, good pieces of information. So, uh, Micah, how yeah. you doing, bud? What's up, man? And welcome back to the real world, or, uh, <laughs> not Washington, Washington State. Um, I'm doing good. Just uh, another day, a little bit of hectic times with uh, the school schedule and all, but we're working through it. Um, I think it's important that we kind of go back around to what we started with. Um, in regards to coping because we've we've definitely talked a lot about coping with with uh, our buddy Connor Moriarty in previous episodes and being outdoors um and I think it's uh I think it's one of the most non-talked about things um in a lot of shows out there so dealing with dealing with stress in a way that's not hazardous to your health uh, with drinking and drugs and, and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's jump right into it. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, when stress levels hit, you have a raise of cortisol, you have, um, a lot of other things that are happening to your body as far as your heart rate and your breathing and all of these things. And you have to find somewhere to go. And if you go back on the previous episode that we mentioned before with Connor, they're going to, we got into more details with that, but in specifically, like with what I just went through going out and, uh, and had the opportunity to do some hunting up in the uh, mountains of Eastern Washington. And what really brought the whole thing together for me was we, when we started this podcast, we talked about you know, running away from the truck and getting in shape and, mm-hmm. and working out and all of these things. And I hadn't planned this hunting trip, you know, prior to doing that. So right. um, the, the really cool thing for me was, is that this was a very physically demanding place to go hike just to get inside of the area to hunt was, was you know, took some physical effort. There was a pretty big elevation change um, from yeah. the place that we were camping and just to get into the place. And so, you know, automatically I was, you know, humbled for one at the magnitude of the place. And then two, I was really grateful for just a little bit of physical endurance that I built from, from you know, going back and forth with you. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really, you know, I, I really want to be thankful to you, <laughs> you know, for inspiring me and telling me to get up my fat ass to get up yeah. the hill, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's funny you say that because it, it does just as much for me as it does for you. 
and we've talked about it before where, you know, you call me, you're an hour ahead and you call me at 5.30 your time and it's 4.30 my time in the morning. You know, what are you doing? You know, get up type thing. And it's like, ugh. So the, that little bit of uh, camaraderie we have with, with keeping each other in check has, has helped me also. So you're, you're not, you're not alone <laughs> in that. <laughs> Yeah, so the 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 coping skill that that or the ways of coping that that I'm trying to tie all this all together with with hunting is <clears throat> and I and I don't want this to sound like an advertisement for hunting. You know, right. I don't want to jump on that bandwagon of oh my god, you need to go hunting. No, it's not for everybody. Just like, you know, just like anything else, it's not for everybody. But mm-hmm. I think the main goal with hunting for me is that it requires all of the things that I have to work on every day to make me a better person. And it really kind of dilutes it down into this melting pot of this right. being patient. And it's not something that, you know, from from being in the military where you're kind of taught patience and in certain jobs you have to have patience, you know, it takes this self-discipline to be a patient hunter and, and allowing stuff to come to you and, and building off of your small successes and learning. And it's just this patience thing. It's not a, you know, I've had hunts before that, that were successful immediately. Yeah. And it, which you don't learn from. Well, you do in some ways, like the, the previous one that I went to earlier this year, it was successful immediately. And I learned it was like a reinforcement of the stuff that I had been doing. It's like, okay, I'm doing this right. It works. However, yeah, now I'm going to change the environment and I'm going to add layers of like a layer of challenge as far as the physical ability, the weather, and I'm going to add challenges to this. Now I'm going to test my patience again. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. You're kind of putting it through a different fire. I do, and and it's it, like you you said it great. You're adding layers, uh, which which we've talked about having a good foundation and having a good first layer of of fitness and mental mental toughness, and maybe there's a little bit of physical attributes that some people have, um, but having those having those doesn't always get you through the tough stuff. So your first layer of, of just waking up and, and getting up and getting after it, say going and getting that workout in, whether it's, you know, a few minutes a day, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day, having that base level of fitness, um, you're already ahead of most most people uh, that aren't doing anything. Um, and then, like you said, you're adding layers of difficulty to it um, and testing yourself in the process uh, but if you don't have that initial base layer, you're you you're not going to perform. Period. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the I mean that's just and again I'm kind of trying to pull and peel apart an experience just kind of layer by layer. And the next one that that really hit me was just the awareness. And I know that I sent you some of the the pictures of the. Uh, <laughs> you know some of the cougar markings yeah. that are on the trees in the big timber and you know being a flatlander from from Pennsylvania and and where we don't have those types of predators um <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> you know wand, wandering around in the woods and 
And I found yeah. myself, you know, stumbling into this little bit of patch of old growth mm-hmm. and seeing those markings and, and this, this humbling feeling. It wasn't necessarily a scary thing, but it was very humbling to know that that can hunt me. Right. And I am not I am not top shit out here. I am just walking around here with a pointy stick that shoots off of a string. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? you there's a there's a difference in when it especially when it flips and it's something we talked about earlier with the the hunted versus the hunter and vice yeah. versa. Uh you get out into an area like that and you have a you have a sense of confidence when you are at the top of the food chain. When you're mm-hmm. uh, even just, re- you can just reference the military. When you're highly trained, or or you've got the you've got the know how to use your equipment and your gear, you're you're almost at the top of your food chain. Uh, when you're physically fit, you're there. So you have a confidence in that strut. You remember we we all had that strut walking around like you know 220 pounds, and 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 you're you're up there, but put it in in terms from what you just talked about getting to an area where you're traveling in the in the mountains in Washington and you see cougar tracks a a, a 150 pound cat that can grab you by the arm and pull you up a tree you are now the hunted and your your physicality has to you know has to come in with your mental your mental toughness your mental it's stability to even be able to contemplate going out there. And it's, it's very similar uh, to the ocean. And so we're going to have that little, that little bit of a back and forth here. Um, since, you know, maybe some of our listeners don't, don't experience Eastern Washington mountains or even the Hills of Pennsylvania um, being out on the coast, uh, the East coast out in Florida, you know, you, you could be, a great diver, um, but if you don't practice it, it, it's a it's a something that you're going to lose. Uh, you could be in uh, decent shape, but you get out into the water, and the water will beat you down every time. It will break you if you let it. And it's this, you know, it's very similar because I've had some run-ins with some sharks before, and had some run-ins with some some funky creatures out there, and. If you freak out, if you panic, or if you're not 100% in it to the end, you're going, the the ocean's going to take you, plain and simple. And for those of us uh, that don't swim often, uh, you'll know, you'll know right when you, (laughs) right. And for the listeners out there, you know, a few few shows ago when we uh, interviewed Mr. Eric, um, Brian came into town and we went and did some diving and, and, uh, and he can tell you, if you don't swim often, you know, you may think you're a good swimmer until you get out there. And same thing with, you know, humping it out in the mountains. You may think you're in shape until you get that 2000 foot of elevation. And, uh, and it's going to put you, it's going to put you in a bind. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the, you know, I, I think I told you when we did that whole snorkeling thing that that was on my bucket list. And, you know, I've been places before um, that had, you know, a great spot to snorkel. I've been to Anama Bay in Hawaii, and I've been to Jamaica and all these places. But I didn't ever had, one, the equipment, or two, the, you know, somebody to kind of, like, tell me, hey, 
do this, don't do that. Right. And, you know, there was definitely a couple times. And again, this is it, it, to anybody that is experienced, I sound dumb, but <laughs> this is just kind of what I took away from it is it took me, you know, a little bit of time just to get comfortable in the water and having a little bit of instruction that went a long way helped. And then that first time you run in or that I saw an animal that could potentially cause me somewhat discomfort. <laughs> As in a jellyfish, I remember kind of like there's like a panic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If it's it's not something that you do every day, there was there was a panic involved with me, and it took a couple, three or four times for that that feeling to not go away, but just being able to control it. Right. And that ma- managing the fight or flight response is so important because it like. You, especially for the guys and gals that have that have that are transitioned out of the military, um, you know, one of the key aspects of that that post traumatic stress disorder that a lot of people are you know can struggle with is managing that fight or flight response because your brain literally gets hijacked, and right. so putting yourself into these situations that you know swimming up onto a jellyfish you know walking through the woods where you are not the apex predator walking I mean. There is a danger factor to that. Do not get me wrong. Right. But <clears throat> you're, you're, you're encountering something in the brain. You're stimulating something. And right. you're learning how to manage it. Well, and, and, and you're right. But there's also, there's a, there's a little bit of a, like, you think about how many people get attacked by cougars every year. It's probably, yeah, it's not much. It's probably not many. No. no. And, and it's, and it's uh, I've been hit by jellyfish every other damn time that I went to the beach for, for weeks, you know, in, in jellyfish season, you know, whatever you want to call it. When, when that, when they're out there, you're going out there and you're getting, you're getting hit several times. And it's, yeah. it's one of those things. It's like, it may happen. You're not, you're probably not going to die from it. Um, but also don't discount that we didn't just see jellyfish. We're, we're swimming in. Uh, there was several times we've ran up on three or four foot, Portuguese man of war oh. coming in through um, in between the breaks of the sandbar and the beach where it gets nasty and kind of dark and there's a bunch of seaweed out there. Um, especially like if I was, if I was running in front of us and we're, of mm-hmm. course we're deviating from the subject of the, of the show. But when I was swimming in front of you and we all of a sudden made a turn or, or made a, <laughs> a deviation from cardinal direction north to, to west, you know, there are several times we ran up into them. And, and it's easier when you're with someone. You don't freak out as much when you're with someone. Now, when you're mm-hmm. by yourself, that's when the mental, uh, that mental fortitude kind of comes into play because you get into your own mind, especially if you're out in the woods by yourself and you see fucking panther you know panther tra- <laughs> you know, I, I and i would rather it, jellyfish and portuguese man of war any day than than panther tracks you know big pussycat yeah yeah, yeah. And, well the the whole thing of of uh, you know of the of the jellyfishes and the big pussycats it, what it does <laughs> and just having and it sounds dumb but it, it, you you would be you know i'd rather have that thought in my brain than be blissfully unaware and, right. but, but you're managing that fight or flight response. You're managing, you're not running away scared. You're managing the situation and that's good for your mental health. It is. It is. Because and that is, 
that is a right there, right now danger that isn't something that is online. It is not something that's a phone call away. It is right there in front of your face. Right. Um, I, well, I I think it's something that needs to be exercised frequently. Um, being put in positions where you have to make a decision, like you said, the fight or flight. Um, you Those are good situations, healthy situations, especially for vets coming home from uh, combat or, or people that struggle with post-traumatic stress. You need to be you need to put yourself in positions where you still make decisions mm-hmm. when when it's hard. Because a, a lot of trouble that I've noticed that guys have had, they come out of the military, whether they were in during a time of war or not, they're, you're in a very structured organization. You mm-hmm. get out of the military and you come into this fucking Western movie that we live in called Life, the civilian world, and there's no rules except for the law. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to dress a certain way. There's all these these um, this there's ease of living, but you don't make many decisions if you don't have to. So you come back into the civilian world. You need to continue to exercise your mind by doing those things that are difficult, doing those things like going out in the mountains and and hunting and being able to stay focused uh, when it gets tough. I think those are really healthy things uh, for guys that are coming home or getting out to continually do. No, absolutely. And I found myself, you know, it was, I would put on some miles every day and definitely grab some elevation going up and down. And, you know, I, I, I had you know, my old ruck on and <laughs> it, it felt strangely comfortable and yet yeah. it's like, oh God, I haven't done this in a while. And then just, well, start walking, you know? And and every night coming home, it doesn't matter what you've seen or didn't see or did and didn't do. You've been outside in the mountains or the ocean or wherever you're at. You're outside humping, you know, busting your ass, doing something physical. And you come in, you leave before you leave before the sun go, comes up and you come back after the sun goes down. And right. you put you put in that kind of work that is something that isn't driven by, you know, ulterior motives or money or you're not working. You are simply pursuing your passion, whether right. it's, you know, on the ocean or 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 hunting or, or whatever you find. Um you come back from that, and I guarantee you, you are going to sleep. Yeah, and you're, gonna, <laughs> yeah, you you are going to sleep. And depending on how excited you are, you know, the next day there's a there's a there's a hint of excitement with a little bit of dread. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, yeah. I've got to do this again tomorrow because right. the goal is up there, and you're not like rah rah go fucking team. Yeah, it's like no no, <laughs> tomorrow's going to be just as much of an ass kicker as yesterday. Yeah, it's an enjoyable ass kicker, but for some people, um, and I'm not saying we're subhuman or anything, but we we enjoy those times where we have to dig deep. It's just plain and simple. When you have to, when you have to ruck up. Time and time again, day after day, that's the areas that we enjoy being in, the stress levels that we enjoy being in. Um, mm-hmm. And some people aren't like that, and that's fine. That's okay. Because not everyone, you know, I'm pretty sure we have some qualities that they don't have, and they have some qualities that we don't have. 
But yeah. those those things again, we're talking about coping and yeah. exercising these things that you used to do. Yeah, maybe you didn't dive in the military, maybe you didn't hike mountains in the military, but we're tailoring this again to vets getting out of the military and or civilian people, uh, guys and gals, all alike, trying to better themselves. We're here telling you what what we do that helps us. And getting after it like this, there's nothing better than that constant grind that pays off. Because like you said, you didn't plan this Washington trip. And of course you planned it a little bit, but you didn't plan it months ago. Um, kind of when you were getting after it in the gym and all this stuff. But it, it, you can see how the benefit of staying healthy and staying fit helped you when you got there. Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely took one look at a mountain that was, I think it was dang near close to 6,500 feet above sea level, if not a little bit taller in some spots. But I definitely looked at it from the from the bottom. And if I hadn't have done... A little bit of work before i'd been like oh dang this is <laughs> yeah. this is not gonna be cool um you know versus looking at it and being like yeah no problem right get up that well um, there's also a we talk about just getting it done and getting out there there's also a level of safety that that comes with experience that um you have and i have and a lot of people have from being able to say you know what um that mountain will be here tomorrow when the weather's a little bit better. You know, mm-hmm. it's that ocean's going to be here tomorrow. I'm not, <laughs> it is not running away. <laughs> it's uh, it's not the best idea to get in there. And, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll do this another day, but at, actively pursuing that passion that you have every day is going to help you with those coping skills that you have, that you're trying to possess, so to speak, uh, when you do get aggravated, you do get all fired up. Doing those things that we're doing right now are helping you to live a healthier life, mentally and yeah. physically. And being mentally and physically fit is one of the best coping mechanisms to dealing with coping. <laughs> if, if that makes <laughs> well, sense. It gives, well, it gives you it gives you this opportunity to go and pursue something. Because, again, we're not saying that the the ocean and the hunting is the end-all, be-all, and this is a giant ad for, you know, going snorkeling or going trying to kill kill something. It's more or less giving you an or giving the listener or whoever an overlay. And we're kind of just describing some of the, the, the benefits of what we did to prepare for these activities and the benefits they gave us. And so you can just... Go ahead. If you if you desire none of these things resonate to just throw away, you know what we're talking about the actual substance of hunting or this, but the the feelings and the emotions that we're talking about and the physical actions that we're talking about, you can layer that into something in your own life. And that was one of the things that I struggled with during the transition was finding that coping skill because I didn't hunt when I first got out. Right. You know, when I first, when I first, especially when I had just come back from deployment, I wasn't sitting there going, oh God, 
I got to wake up this morning. I got to go run. I got to get ready for deer season. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. You know what I mean? I wasn't fired up about it. I, I had hunted beef previous to the military, but it wasn't something that I was going to use as a coping mechanism. And right. you see what I mean? And I had this weird kind of ego attached to it that I needed to work through. And fortunately, I was able to meet up with a, with another buddy of mine, and we kind of worked through some of that together while hunting on the Croatan outside of Lejeune for a couple mm-hmm. of years together. And again, we were successful one time. <laughs> if you're looking on return on investment, we yeah. weren't... You know, <laughs> return on investment. The amount, <laughs> the, the amount of meat that we got versus the time spent hunting was next to nothing. However, the coping with stress from the deployment, the the bond that we established, and the friendship that we still have that we built, it it's still there. Right. And so you can't measure that return on investment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's a that's something that not even people that have never been in that position or that situation will will not understand that. That's that's mm-hmm. something you're never going to get back. And uh I think that's an awesome lesson um because we learn the hard way. We we don't mm-hmm. we don't get told, "Hey, do this and then we go do it and it's easy." We get told to go do this, and then we don't do it because we're stubborn. And we say, no, I'm going to do it my way. And then halfway through, you realize that that was the right way to do it, and I'm an <laughs> idiot, and I'm going to try it your way. And next thing you know, it's working. But we're going to mm-hmm. learn by default the second time almost every time. You're going you're yeah. to mess up. <laughs> you're going to mess up, and you're going you're gonna to take your mess ups, and you're going to put it in your bank, and you're going to pull them out, and you're going to reevaluate them and reinvest in those mess ups. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna learn from your mistakes, and honestly, if you want to go again, loop back around to coping, you're learning from the last time you freaked out. All right, yeah. what what happened? If you really care to get better, some people don't, and and I ha- I used to not give a shit about getting better, um, you know, especially especially when I just got out. No, I'm going to be mad and I'm going to be pissed off at you for a long time and I don't care. Doesn't matter. I I had that attitude for a long time. But if you really do want to get better, you can invest in yourself and learn from the times that you freaked out and learn what pushes your buttons and then stay away from those things or learn, okay, this is what happened last time. This is how I reacted to it. And I remember a specific event. I don't remember what aggravated me or what what got me fired up, but I was a uh, I was boxing heavily at the time, and something happened. I think it was on my drive, so traffic got the best of me, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I was about to lose it. I was going nuts, and I called you before I got right when I got to the gym, and it was like. I'm trying to, I was trying in my head to say, how do I get through this? How do I get through this? I was like, just call Brian. He'll, he'll talk me down. And it was a 10 minute conversation, but it was entrusting my uh, insecurities in you. Mm -hmm. And that was a really important time in my life where I, where I realized that, Hey, look, there's, there's a way out to this through talking and through, kind of forgiveness, I guess you could say. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, another valuable thing. It's not really a physical thing that you can do, but entrusting your your like I said, your insecurities in someone else uh, is a, is a very difficult thing to do. But it helped me. So yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 good to be there for people as well. You know, helping somebody out on the flip side. You know, it just just to be there and you know a, a story from the the experience out in eastern washington um i was actually with bob jensen the winner of the seabag shit shelf um <laughs> what's up bob he was <laughs> yeah bob so a big shout out to bob and i was up in a tree stand for an evening hunt and the weather went from about 60 degrees down to 30 and then rain and then wind and then it dropped again on the temperature and it was yeah and you're sitting i'm like i remember when i had packed my pack that morning it was i look at the the rain gear and then i look at the warm gear i only got room for one which one am i gonna choose (laughs) rain gear for sure (laughs) i did not no (laughs) and so no and so i went with warmth and so the next thing you know i'm a human popsicle in a tree and i get a text from bob who's you know across and up the canyon for me and it just says earn it (laughs) yeah (laughs) well done bob (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so uh but you know it's that it's those kind of things that that now i mean i'm never gonna forget that that was that was hilarious and yeah sucked (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it was it was worth every bit of it yeah that's um well, like you said, those are lessons learned. But when when that happened and you're freezing up there, how how do you cope with the freezing? How do you cope with the? Because I know y'all struck out a little bit on some hunts. Um, yes. How do you cope with the extreme elevation changes, the extreme distance traveled, with striking out? What's oh, your well, what was your method with Bob that you kind of used to keep sanity? <laughs> we didn't necessarily discuss. It's not a method, but it's the same. You know, the first the first day of doing that, it's what's over this hill. That's what drives me. Is what's this place look like? And then up and over. Oh, that's what that looks like. You know, in, in this context, is there deer over there? Right. And when you and, and granted where we were, there was endless over theirs. You know what I mean? Like you right. could always just keep on going, but yeah. trying to get a good solid recon of the layout. So there's the one. And then when the season opened, it was all right. I'm going to find one, and it's going to be over there. And so you're you're moving from spot to spot, and you're calling, and you're sitting in the stands, and you're striking out, and you're striking out, and you're striking out. And I definitely got to a point where it's like, what is going on? Like, I'm seeing them. I'm not getting anything. I'm not being successful. Right. And then you, <laughs> there can be, there's like a fork in the road of, of, am I going to choose to be upset? Or can I take this opportunity and appreciate the beauty that is this? You know, there, there is elk right over there. There is, yeah. you know, I'm seeing things in nature that I can't walk out of my front door here in Pennsylvania and go see. 
Right. You know what I mean? This is this is completely different country, and this is the first time in many years that I've been able to check this out. So, you know, the hunting is on it's not on the back burner. That's what I'm doing in conjunction with this physical, you know, physically tough to move around, you know, goal of I'm going to go find this animal. Right. And you know, eventually at the end of the uh, you know, I did have a chance and that chance it was, you know, kind of slim pickings, kind of a, a very lucky shot to be able to stalk in close enough to get it with a bow. But I had more fun because of all of it made everything, everything that I had gone through and all the work that I had done, it made that stock so enjoyable. I had so much yeah. fun doing it, even though I didn't, it, it didn't matter to me whether I got it or not. It would have been nice, but right. just to be like, okay. Now I'm going to go for, now I'm going to employ everything. Right. And, right. And, and it's like, dang, it didn't, it didn't work out, but holy crap, that was an experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, man, that's great because you just, you're never going to forget that. And no. it's just that hard work. It It's that stupid saying that your parents used to always tell you, hard work pays off. Like, shut up. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah, the fuck they do. You know, like they... They do know what they're talking about because they've been working hard their whole life, lives, and and now we're trying to sit here and say it back to back to um, people that are listening in. Like hard work does pay off, mm-hmm. but but fucking hard work, not the not the I'm just gonna half ass it all the time because you would have you would have seen it, and think about it. You know, it, it's funny because last time you came in town. Um, when when you decided to come in town, uh, it was a uh, what two days before we were recording. Yeah, it was something last like minute. that. It was very last minute, and it was I I had a I had a kind of a backlash thought. I was like, oh man, could you imagine if I wouldn't have been getting after it and I said I was getting after it, and then Brian shows up and I'm and I'm you know because we're talking about working out every day. I'm doing I was doing a, one of the Murph workouts every day for like a, a, a month plus, and and I was like, could you imagine if the bullshit that I would have been called out on if you would have shown up and I'm and you're like, wait, you, you said you've been working out like what? <laughs> what? What are you doing? You know, you're 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 out of shape and all this stuff, and and then it's funny because those times that uh, and just to just to add to what you were saying, not not trying to one up yours because it, it's not going to, but uh, just adding to what you're saying, putting in the effort, putting in the work, going in and swimming those miles in the ocean, doing those runs, doing all that stuff, it paid off because that was the 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 day that you and I went diving. Uh, there's a picture on our on our Instagram page of it. That was the best diving I had seen all year since mm-hmm. I had lived here for the for that whole year. The hands down best diving, and you know the the work paid off, and it was one of the better days that we probably remember. Besides cutting trees down together, you know, be, besides that, that was one of our better days have, of hanging out. And, and, um, so yeah, those, those coping skills that we've learned over the past kind of project us into the future and it just works out. And absolutely. 
And it, well, the thing is too, is, uh, is all that hard work that you did, you were able to share it with somebody that was completely new to it, like me. Yeah. And as far as hunting goes, I, I know myself, I've, I've had, and I've been with, um, four, four pretty close friends of mine when they killed their first deer and, you know, and, yeah. and just the very tiny minuscule knowledge that I have of hunting helped them experience that. And I got to share that moment with them. Right. And that is almost as enjoyable um, to me as getting one myself. Yeah. You know, it, seeing them, their you know their eyes light up and saying and and watching their them go through that fight or flight process and and when yeah. they're about to shoot and dude, it's it's a magical experience that you're you're. It's almost like you're giving birth to another hunter. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a, it's a and, good way and, to put it. Yeah, and immediately you can see it click, and their eyes kind of light up, and it's like, oh my god, this is this yeah. is real. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and it's like when you when you got into the water, it's like yep, you you got in the water and kind of kind of flopped around for a second, and it's like oh <laughs> oh shit, like it's a it's very calm and very beautiful, but all of a sudden you're out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And but but you chose, like you made the conscious decision to say, okay, I'm gonna drop my ego, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose all my all my experience, all my knowledge as as maybe a, a year or two older than me, or knowledge of, that you've had in the past or things you've seen. You dropped all of that and said, okay, I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna listen, and I'm gonna learn. And just for that split second that you decided to do that, it wasn't even really me helping you. It was just you relaxing and you did it on your own. And it's, but it's like you dropped the ego, you did it, and now you're on your own again. And you're, like you said, kind of birthing into this new squid that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, But yeah, we've, we've deviated drastically from, from coping. Um, I think uh, a few things that I'd like to just talk about a few things that normal people can do that don't have the eastern Washington uh, mountains or the beautiful Pensacola Ocean uh, at their the palm of their hands. Um, some things that, that I've done in the past is we're just going to kind of reiterate what we were saying. Um, in previous podcasts, like metalworking, woodworking, um, motorcycles, where we found things that get our brains to deviate from what is causing us stress to what is kind of freeing us into into the the open, so to speak, and getting us to to get away from that that bad time, but not getting away through alcohol through any avenue that's unhealthy for you. Um, so what are some of the things that you've done um, besides hunting that have helped you cope with the normal daily stuff? Just trying to find something, you know, one of the things that helps pull my mind is just I have to get my hands involved with something you know and it's something physical i can't i'm not a i'm not an artist 
I don't, you know, necessarily per se of just like being able to sit down and draw. Like I have to be very physically active um, in, in what I'm doing. And so, you know, you know, you kind of experienced this at my house, but as far as clearing brush and, you know, trying to improve, improve what I have and really kind of taking inventory of the things that I have to do and the things that need to get done around my house, um, getting out there and just getting to work. And one of the, the biggest things that I found is I went through, you know, I was struggling a little while back and I just, I'm sitting there trying to think of what to do, what to do, what to do. What's the what's the dumbest thing that requires the littlest amount of brain power that involves my hands? And I literally stacked rocks into a wall. <laughs> but that's it's just that, something that's that, takes... that marine moment coming out, <laughs> <laughs> building sandbag yeah. castles. <laughs> yeah, sandbag. I literally made. But it, and it sounds dumb. But if you have to go to that point to cope with some sort of stress. And you're that worked up. Maybe that stacking rocks is a perfect activity for you. I don't know. It was for me, and I'm. I mean, I'm just. Uh, yeah, that, that was kind of the bottom of the barrel there. Yeah, well, just getting getting your mind off of um, whatever it is that you're doing, uh, but but knowing that whenever that button gets pushed, that's what you need to be doing. I think that's mm-hmm. that's a big part is realization of all right, something's happening in my brain, and. I'm starting to freak out and understanding that when that that thing happens you need to you need to act. Mm-hmm. And you need to instead of lose your shit like I've done in the past a lot, um instead of losing your shit and instead of freaking out and blowing up on the people that you love and care about um or cutting them out, mm-hmm. you have to understand and realize that this is you that's freaking out. Not them. Mm-hmm. It's you. And we need to take ownership of that and try to fix it. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is is the the outdoors and being outside and putting down the electronics and putting down the cell phone. And I, I mean, I hate to say it because it's overused, but just unplugging yeah, and being and finding some solitude and some somewhere that's quiet and for me that that is in that is out in nature and getting away from you know after coming back from that little thing and you seeing just massive amounts of people and massive amounts of cars i was only separated from it for nine days but it felt when i came back it's like oh my god this is this is this is new yeah (laughs) you know yeah it's a little overwhelming sometimes um well, and then you're then you're coping with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's something that that you know. There's a lot of people that I personally don't know that have never been through that. They've never got out that that far out in the woods to be that disconnected to society, where that when you come back to real world, it's a uh, it's harder to get back into. A lot of you know people I know that uh, hunt down south. You know, you'll go to the camp for a a few days or something, or you'll, or you'll be out on the water or something like that, but you're not out in the mountains where time stops, you know, and that's, that's probably, I think an accurate statement. Time stops. Everything seems to be, you know, very slow up there. Um, but yeah, that's getting back into society. That's, that's difficult for anybody, I think. 
Yeah, but it's it's you know it's a it's a way to another reason that that I think that I would like to another thing I like to cover about the whole hunting thing is it closes this loop of food um, because there is there is something after you've busted your ass and and you've been successful and that food that you have provided yourself. There's nothing that tastes better mm-hmm. than that, at least to me. Um, and that, to me, that that hard work that's paid off, and then you see that, you know, is a physical, is a form that you're going to feed yourself or your family. There's no better feeling than that for me. And, um, you know, I was I was successful earlier this year, and I actually had that for dinner tonight. It again that that gratitude just kind of it's just a another way to grab some gratitude if you open the open the freezer and bang there it is yeah <laughs> yeah and we're coming up on our on our uh, our time so mm-hmm. uh we're just going to throw out there some avenues to to try to help us um get some feedback um go ahead and and leave a comment on our instagram page or which is uh the seabag podcast um, or give us a shout on our personal email account, uh, the Seabag Podcast at gmail.com and tell us you like it, you don't like it, um, <laughs> what we need to uh, talk about, what you want to hear, and what you don't want to hear. Um, any feedback is good. Uh, we see that people are still listening, which is awesome, and we just kind of wanted to stop and be grateful for you guys that that have given us feedback, like uh, like Bob. Thanks for being out there and listening. Um, uh, but from there, give us a shout. Um, if you want to hear us talk about some stuff, uh, let us know. And uh, this is Micah and Brian signing out.